Yesterday on the program, if you were tuning in, we were talking about growing our regional centres and touched on why making them more attractive places for families might reduce the influx of fly-in, fly-out workers and the stresses that fractured time can have on families. But is it all bad? Have you experienced it, whether you're a FIFO worker or the partner who stays at home or even have friends or other family members in that situation? It is becoming a fact of life for many West Australian families in our very large and resource-rich state, and um, there are positives there as well. And with reports that the the mining sector will need 86,000 workers over the next 12 years, we thought we would look at reasons for living the FIFO life, how you can cope with it, the positives and the drawbacks. And with me in the studio, we've got three people to help us with the conversation. Nicole and Joe Ashby live in a FIFO relationship. Nicole has created a support website called FIFO Families and community psychologist and former FIFO worker Anne Sybil, all with me in the studio today. How are you all? Good, Hi, thanks. Well. Thank you very much for coming in. Now, Joe, you're a, you're a fly-in, fly-out worker. Yep, that's right. Tell us about um, what you do. Uh, yeah, I'm a rough deck. It's, uh, we pretty much just get all the drilling bits ready for uh, drilling into the ground, looking for oil and gas. And what does that involve in terms of time off and time on? Uh, the roster is four and four, four weeks on, four weeks off, or 28 days on, 28 days off. And do you two have a family? Yes. Yeah, we yes. have three kids, uh, one, three and five. So how do you, how do you find that, Joe? What, having a family? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. How do you find um, the, the environment, I suppose, of how do you balance it with your work life? Oh, with work life, yeah. It is hard being away from the family, but it is a, a means of trying to get back with the family too. That's how I see it. So we're just trying to set a certain timeline of how long we want to work in there for. So... Uh, so you see it has a limit? Out. Yeah, yeah. We want to make it a limit. I know a lot of people that I work with have been in it for quite a long time. They, they've, they're used to that lifestyle and uh, they're quite happy with it. With and Nicole, how, how is it for you? You're, you're, um, you stay at home? What, what, t- tell Sorry? us a bit about your, your family life. Pretty busy. <laughs> uh, sometimes very challenging, having the three kids at home on my own. But... Um, yeah, I think, as Joe said, we, we have a, a time limit on the time that he will be working away and we see it as um, something that's good to do at the moment. We have great time together when Joe's home and we have a structured routine when he's away and also when he's home and um, it's it's working for us. Do you find it easy to make the adjustment? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I gear myself up psychologically and we do a countdown with the kids so you know seven days until daddy goes back to work and same when he's coming home we'll we'll do a countdown from about 10 days out 10 days till dad gets home and um yeah it's yeah I think we have to gear up for it but the kids are used to it now Joe's been working away for two and a half years so we're into the routine and they know what to expect and we just transition quite easily in and out of it so, Anne, can I, I come to you? You've you've worked in you've worked as a fly in fly out worker yourself. No, my husband has. Your husband so has, I've but you've been, been involved in that. And, and, and how did you well. find that? It didn't work so well for me. Um, we did it first time back in the 1990s when it was really newly introduced to the land based mining industry, 
and I found it quite difficult from transitioning from being um, a wife who lived in mining towns and moved around Australia, that way being involved in it all, to being here on my own with the children. And what, what did you find difficult? Um, I think having had my partner with me um, with the child rearing and then having to have him away and not being used to it, not having thought about it a lot. And I think too because FIFO was really new in those times as well. So what do you find some of the challenges are in, in for, for these sort of families in, in these communities now? For the FIFO families? Um, my own experiences made me want to go and do some research on it, so I guess I've been researching it for about 11 years. And what have you found? And I've found that um, generally, as a group, they are no less healthy with their psychological and social and relationship well-being than the rest of us, the rest of the Australian population. They just have a whole heap of different challenges to deal with um, in their daily lives. I guess the thing, too... Um, to think about is that people usually make really informed choices about doing fly and fly out and as um, Joe and Nicole have said some people will only want to do it for a short time to achieve goals um, whereas others will do it for a, a whole of a, um, their work career. And you talk about different challenges. <clears throat> um, there's challenges related to being away from family so missing out on family events, birthdays, birth of a child, Christmas, all those important times. Um, not being there for special school times, for milestones within the family when the baby walks for the first time or says the first words. All those, those sort of things are mitigated a bit now because we have better communication. Um, we've got Skype and internet so people can be in better communication now. Loneliness um, can be an issue both for the partner away and for the partner at home. Um, what else? And Sybil is uh, our guest on Afternoons, and Nicole and Joe Ashby, who are living in a FIFO relationship. Joe, did you find do you did you find or feel that you missed out on anything with your kids when you when you've been away? No, we try and uh, we try to do things a bit earlier if they are birthdays. Like we have it a couple of days earlier if I'm flying out in uh, the time that what is it when they're flying? Yeah, the time when it is their birthdays. Like, uh, was it was it Tunners last year when we bought it a bit earlier? Yeah, might have it a week, a birthday party a week or two early or, or later. Um, but you so were... we try and work it into my roster when I'm home. Yeah. Just so Dad is there and then he has another little party with his but, friends. Uh, Angelina walking happened, our youngest, started walking when yes. Joe was away. She took her first step the day after Joe. Left, left. For work. <laughs> yeah. Trying to help her along there. She didn't want to I'm work. Trying yet. to encourage her, but yeah. she didn't want to. So, no. but I guess the reality is there. I mean, that could happen while you're at work, exactly. or it could yeah, happen exactly. while you know you're exactly. over at the neighbours, and one yeah. of you, you know, <laughs> could it could happen in any circumstances. Have That's there right. been other sort of situations that perhaps you can't plan for? And it sounds like you've done that. You 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 manage that in your relationship with those sort of events with your kids. But are there other situations like you know little little accidents or, or you know, the, the scraped knee or the I just, you know, woke up at night and I want my dad and he, he's not there. Are they, are, do those sort of situations come up and how do you deal with them? Uh, I haven't heard of any situation like that from Nicole. Yeah, I think because our kids are used uh, are used to Joe working away, so, so our eldest was two and a half when Joe started working away, so as I said, they know that that's the norm, so they don't wake up in the night asking for dad. It's always mum. <laughs> Um, 
whatever. So they've, they've adjusted quite well. Yeah, they've well, adjusted yeah. and they think that's, you know, that's the norm for our family at the moment. Um, but they absolutely adore it when, when dad is home. That's a very special time. And I guess, Summer, one of the benefits is when you are home, you can really focus on your family. Yes, it's quality, quality time. It is definitely quality time. I do love it. And uh, I love you know, watching the kids grow up and my little girl walking. <laughs> it is good seeing you walk around. <laughs> but, it's that separation of, of work and home life, isn't it, that's one of the great benefits. Yeah. yeah, it's very. You do enjoy the time you're home. Yeah. When you're home, you're home. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And there are point. there are benefits, I think, oh, aren't there? Definitely. And we have a we have quite a negative view of of um, fly in fly out families because mm. we we think of. I mean, do you find that people say that to you and have an expectation that it's something yes. that you should feel bad about? Yes, I was just talking to Anne before we came in. Uh, one of the mums posted on the chat forum on the website today and just mentioned that. Um, she gets quite upset when people, if she says, you know, she's a FIFO, her husband's a FIFO, she gets upset sometimes at the responses like, oh, I could never do that. And, oh, that, you know, that must be so hard and that, that she feels a bit labelled and, and judged by that. But, yeah, I mean, at the same time, it can be very, very challenging. Yeah, there are challenges, mm. but they're not insurmountable. No. Um, some people move in and out of fly and fly out. As I said, some people choose never to do it. Um, and we'll go and do residential work. Um, and other people will do fly and fly out for all of their life. And I think we need to be respectful of people's choices and decisions and talk about it um, in a way that does respect that. And we're getting, I'm, I'm not sure what you found in your research, but it seems to be such an, such an increase, more and more families that are choosing to live this way. So there must, have, must be enormous benefits. Yes, definitely. Um, there's benefits for the families. If the families in um, a capital city like Perth, they have better access to health and education um, than sometimes in some of the more remote areas. Um, there's more opportunities for family members to work, more work opportunities there. Um, they can be near their extended family and help extended family as they're getting older. So there's those sorts of benefits for sure. Um, well, in afternoons, it's just gone 20 minutes past two and we're talking about fly-in-fly-out relationships. Nicole and Joe Ashby, Ashby live in a, in a FIFO relationship and uh, former uh, community psychologist and Sybil is also our guest having a chat about that with us today. So tell us about some of those benefits. Why did you make the decision? Mainly financial reasons. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> Absolutely, that was yep. the... That was the definitely pulling point. <laughs> so you find, I mean, given the, the sort of work that you do, that um, that there are limited options to make the sort of money. Yes, for yeah, for me personally, yeah. What I, before I was doing a doing a, a rig worker, I was on the robbers trucks, and that wasn't really taking me anywhere. For uh, yeah, I wasn't going in any direction there until we had a friend that introduced us to um, the oil rigs. And, uh, yeah, we and seem to be getting on really well with this. And when you're out, out there, how is it? Do you tend to sort do you, do you still think a lot about the family? Do you stay really involved in, in their development or do you find you kind of shut off a bit and really focus on work? No, no, I keep in contact with Nikki every, every day when I can just to see what's going on, see if my daughter's walking, see if the boys are being disciplined, <laughs> if they're doing the right thing, if... Dad needs to growl them, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I try and uh, give the 
give Nikki Nicole a ring or just uh, email her if I'm t- too tired to ring up or anything. Yeah, sometimes we miss... Joe gets a, a period of like a 10-minute phone call a day and that's it. That's all we have to communicate. And if I miss that call for some reason about doing something with the kids, it can sometimes back on that it might be four or five days that we may not actually be able to talk. And so then the kids actually don't get to talk either because it's that, you know, 10-minute window yeah, between 12 and 1 o'clock each day that we can talk. And one of the things that we, we hear about these sort of um, the, these kind of relationships, particularly for the partner at home, is that they get into a routine with children and that's sort of settled and then um, it's, it disrupts. It can be disruptive on the routine to have um, anybody else come, come into it and you sort of have to change the whole thing again. How do you cope with that? We were talking about that earlier. We... We cope pretty well with that. Uh, we communicate really well and we strive for consistency both when Joe's away and Joe's home. So um, our routine is pretty much the same and, and Joe comes straight back into that. We obviously give Joe a couple of days break where he can rest when he gets back because he works night shift for 28 days. So we give Joe a bit of downtime when he comes home and then it's straight back into family life and what we're doing and we transition quite quite easily in there, don't we? Yeah, yeah. But communication and Communic- consistency. Communication is a big one. Mm. It's the key, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. yeah. And do people find that um, they, they, they need to develop or think about the, kind of the skills that they might need? And I think it's important that people do, yeah, um, go through the issues that are particular to their circumstance and their family. Um, Joe and Nicole have been talking about their roster, but there's a, a huge number of different rosters that people do, depending mm. on the type of work they do, whether they work out in the Tanami Desert or out on an oil rig in the Timor Sea. So um, the worker might be away for only five days and home for two days or away for eight days um, and home for six or doing the four and four. So each family needs to talk about their own circumstance and how that's going to work for them. I think the issue of being tired when you come home from work too is a really important one because most of them are doing 12-hour shifts. So that first day or two, getting home, having time to catch up and get back into the family swing of things. Yeah. Yeah, without the kids sort of clamouring yeah, all yeah, over exactly. you. Desperate to see you. It's been absolutely to fantastic to talk to you all and, and great insights on uh, on something that really is just becoming a, a, a fact of life for lots of people. And, and the website is just such a great idea, so different people can communicate on that. What what's the uh, Tell us how people can have a look at that if they'd like to. So uh, the website address is um, fifofamilies.com or lowercase and that is a way of um, breaking down some of the the issues that some families feel such as um, the loneliness and the isolation so you can communicate um, on a virtual level online through the chat forum and we also have get-togethers in Perth uh, once a month at this stage so uh, I think weekends are very challenging when your partner's away so we have the get-togethers on a weekend so you can connect meet other families and you can also connect with members on a local level by doing a, a suburb search on the website to connect with yeah, people just around the corner from you to help each other out. Brilliant. Well, nice to meet you all. Thanks very much for coming in and sharing a bit of that for us on Afternoons. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We had uh, in the studio community psychologists Anne Sybil and Nicole and Joe Ashby. Coming up, gardening. So if you want to get a question in for Steve.